Hi, we're Ed and Lisa Young, and this is the Creative Marriage Podcast, the art of keeping your love alive, no matter what life throws at you. It's so great to be here for another podcast, and today I'm going to talk to everyone, Lisa, and you are too. I'm going to talk from a man's perspective, because I'm a man. You're going to talk from a woman's perspective, because you're a woman, but also we're going to talk together to so many couples, because we are man and wife. We're going to talk about something that when I first say this, you're going to go, what's he talking about? Just just stay with me. And uh, I think you'll you'll uh, learn a lot because all these things we're going to talk about are things we've learned in our lives by, by uh, listening to people, by talking to people, by counseling people, and just what we've seen and experienced. I want to talk to you, though, about how to have an affair. Wait, wait a minute. I didn't misspeak. I want to talk to you about how to have an affair because having an affair is a very predictable process. I mean, uh, uh, it's it's very, very uh, obvious. It's out there. Very simple. Very, very simple. Because if you, if you think about this, though, you think about a husband and wife, and they're reciting their vows, they look their best, they're going off on this romantic honeymoon. The last thing you would think about is they're going to sleep with someone else in another bed but it happens and it's happening yeah Statistic- record just statistically numbers. so uh, how to great have ways. an affair because we need to know how to have an affair and and uh here here's here's the first first uh thing i want to say because again the pathway to promiscuity is a methodical process number one if you're taking notes convince yourself it will not happen that's the first thing. Yeah. A lot of people say, me. oh, that would never happen oh, to me. Oh, no, no way. That would never happen. And when you say that <clears throat> and make that statement, you're opening yourself up to the fact that you're not going to protect against it. You're not going to be aware of it because you're thinking, oh, I'm immune. I love my husband. I love my wife. There's no way that I would ever cheat on them. There's no way that I would ever have an affair. And that would never happen with him. And that is a very dangerous place to be. Yeah, because the moment you say it's not going to happen, watch out. It will. The second thing is convince, I'm sorry, now if you convince yourself that it will not happen to you, second thing is cultivate this relationship with a third party. And you meet this person. I mean, there's going to be attractive people that you see all the time. Sometimes I think uh, husbands and wives think, well, I'm not going to ever be attracted to someone for the rest of my life. That's not true. You're going to meet and talk with attractive people. It's what you do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, we just have to be aware that attractive people are going to walk by all the time, anytime. But our main attraction is our spouse. Yes. But in this relationship between you and I, we always have to be aware of the third party, that there could be someone, because Satan wants to creep in and destroy this wonderful relationship that we have. And he uses so often a third party to do that. And the way he works is he, he'll like whisper things like, okay, man, is she awesome? If you're a guy or look at him. He does so much for his, you know, for me. And I bet he's sensitive. Yeah. I bet he um, is very attentive or, you might would be thinking, oh, I bet she is very sexual or very, you know, um, I don't know. I don't even know what words to use. 
But- I think it's more, I think affairs, yeah, you're thinking about sex, but I think it's also um, people being complimentary. Yeah, it starts kind. in those ways. That's how it starts, then yeah. it segues into that. And the devil will say, what would it be like? Just, I'm, I, I know you wouldn't do it, but what would it be like to, to, to talk to her, to be alone with him, to, to be held by this person, to have sex with this person? And, and it's like, he's like this artist painting. And if you supply him with the art supplies, he's going to paint a very vivid picture. On the other hand, Jesus is painting the right picture, the picture of what, what a great marriage, a godly marriage looks like. So it's who do you give the art supplies to, the enemy or the master, which is Jesus. The third thing is you compare your spouse with the other person. Ed and I, we see each other in the real and the raw. You wake up in the morning, you've got morning breath, you, uh, your hair's all messed up, yeah. you know, you're hectic and frantic to get the mm-hmm. kids to school, to get on to work, all the different things that are just different, the reality. stresses, financial pressure. Yeah, the and, realities and, of and life. Responsibility. Yeah, all those things, yeah. The realities of life. And yet, then you look at this third party mm-hmm. person and you don't, you're not privy to any of that stuff. So they look like the knight in shining armor or maybe the the most beautiful woman in the world just because they're out of context of real life. And that's experience. also the problem with pornography. You you can just, you know, just do a couple of clicks and boom, you see all of these images of guys and girls that your spouse can never compete with. Yet it's totally taken out yeah. of context. Totally taken out of context because content out of context leads to chaos, and that's what we have with with pornography. And and the 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 final stage is you just connect by having sex. So it starts off very simple. You you just convince yourself it'll never, never happen. happen to you, and then you. Meet someone and you and it's cultivate, like, you know, wow. you drop little hints and you yeah. kind of, you talk and you find Give you know, attention excuses to. to be alone with them around the office or the neighborhood or whatever. And you then compare you, them yep. with the other person. Comparison. Then it's just inevitable before you have sex. So that's how to have an affair. But God says, and I'm, you know, I say God says, but yes, God says to romance your spouse, but. I, I think we can reverse the process. We can have an affair with our spouse. And before we get into that, I... Does that make sense? I, yes, yes. But before we get into reversing the process, mm-hmm. I hope that you who are listening are taking inventory of what we just said. Because you made a statement. You said the pathway to promiscuity is a methodical... Maybe we need to process. take a sinventory. Yes. Is a methodical process, and we we've given these these four things. Well, it's also a methodical process to reverse yes, it this is. process. So now let's get into that. Well, convince yourself it can happen to you. First Corinthians ten thirteen. When you're tempted. So one of the ways I begin to have this affair and reverse the process is it can happen to me, no matter who you are. And I'm going to safeguard against it. And I'm going to say, yes, I could be vulnerable, and I will continually be on guard. Okay, the second thing is, instead of cultivating the relationship with a third party, you cultivate your relationship with your 
mate. Do you realize how much thought, time, energy, and effort you would need to cultivate a relationship Mm -hmm. with a third party and to have an affair? Clandestine meetings and meals and hotels and all those things. All of those things. And you're willing to give that much time and attention. What if you turned and gave that much time and attention to maybe a clandestine meeting with your spouse? It'll uh, save you money. It'll save you time. A creative. Your, how about this? Yeah, a creative meeting a with creative your spouse. A creative meeting with your spouse. That's good. Okay. I like that. Something else. Compare your spouse to Christ. In other words, there are going to be people that we meet. There are people way more beautiful than I am in the eyes of Ed or other people. There are people who are way more energetic, maybe have way more gifts, but... I am Lisa, and Ed can only compare me to Christ because Christ wants me to be his image bearer, not the person down the street, not the person in the cubicle next to Ed. I am to be compared only to the person of Jesus, and I'm to compare Ed only to the person of Jesus, not to somebody else, because again, we would be taking that totally out of context. You only get to see that third-party person in the best of circumstances. We see our spouse in all types of circumstances, and so Jesus is the only benchmark for comparison. Yeah, and when when you compare them to Christ, as you said, that is marital health. So when it comes to temptation, especially temptation in this area, we have to look past the bait to the results, to, to what's going to happen when, when this third-party relationship is discovered because it will get discovered. That's why we need to connect regularly with, with our spouse. And that's that's the fourth way to reverse this process. Yeah. How do we connect regularly with our spouse? Of course, through date night, through through regular sessions of intimacy, through trips, through all sorts of things. Right. So the same work that you would put into an affair, put that same work into time with your spouse, dedicating a calendar day, calendar days to being with them and connecting on a real intimate level. I can tell you that being uh, married is one of the greatest uh, relationships and is the greatest joys of our life, but it does take work. Ed and I find ourselves in our home, especially after COVID and everything, you work Mm -hmm. more from home than ever before. And his physical presence in the house does not mean that we are communicating on a deep level. We can still be ships passing in the night. We have to be intentional about the communication because when we're intentional about the communication, we'll be intentional about intimacy Mm -hmm. and we'll be intentional about that regular connectivity that helps affair-proof our marriage. So spouses, have an affair with your spouse. Make it a lifelong affair. And, and I'm excited, Ed, because yeah. the next podcast oh, we're going to share with you Woo-hoo! is going to be amazing because Ed and I are going to share with you what we have adopted as our 10 commandments of purity. And this is our 
uh, commitment to one another. That's right. And we believe it can be a game changer for you as you commit to purity and commit to having an affair only with your spouse. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Remember to pick up The Creative Marriage, The Art of Keeping Your Love Alive on the Exo platform. See you later. Bye-bye.